guys, and welcome to today's episode of the Top Producing Zone podcast. Uh, we got a fun one for you today. We um, Going forward, I think every month or every couple of months, Shannon and I are just going to do a fun like catch-up episode with you guys where you get a chance to kind of hear what's going on with us and our lives and uh, you know just various topics that might be hot in the news right now. So with that, Shane... Um, yeah, good to see you again. It's been three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we need to start with that—the international travel. Yeah, I. Uh, so f- for everyone that's listening, I uh, I just got back from uh, three weeks in Taiwan, um, and it's been fifteen years since I was last there, which is kind of crazy. Um, and it's just it's it's incredible right now because there's so many people that are wanting to go to Taiwan because they just reopened. Um, after after COVID, so prior to this year, they required visas where you had to have like family in to be able to go back. Um, but in starting in January, they opened up fully to everyone, um, and so uh, I got to go back for three weeks with my girlfriend. Got a chance to meet her family, um, which was huge. Her grandma and all her cousins there, and uh, you know, for those that haven't been to Taiwan, when you go, it's basically you know weeks and weeks and weeks of eating and drinking because everything there is super affordable. That's so painful for a foodie like you. I'm sure it was torturous. Oh, absolutely. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it was funny. Um, every time we were hanging out with, uh, with my girlfriend and her parents and you know how like Asian families, they're like very accommodating, right? Every time they always want to make sure you're fed. They always want to make sure they have food prepared for you. And it's just so funny because every time they ask me the question, are you hungry? Eat, eat, eat. And I'm like, I have not been hungry since I landed here in Taiwan. <laughs> what's uh what's your favorite thing that you ate while you were there? Uh it's so I have uh I love I love uh these things called uh soup dumplings. So in Chinese it's called xiaolong bao. Um it's kind of like my comfort food. So when I was growing up, like my grandparents used to stay with us here in the US. They would like come from from China for like a few months and they would stay with us. And they would always make these uh, soup dumplings from scratch. So for me, it was always a comfort food. And so when you go to Taiwan, you literally can like go down the street. There's like these mom and pop stores and you can get like a small container of soup dumplings. You can get like eight and it's only 60 or $70 a Taiwanese dollars. And so the exchange rate's about 30 to one. So there you go. $2. Oh, wow. Or yeah. <laughs> well, you took me to eat some of those dumplings here, right? Those those the ones with the like it's round has the liquid in it, right? Those are the Yeah, yeah, it's the ones that have the little liquid in it so when, like when you eat it, you have to put in like a little spoon. Yeah. Right? This is this is proper soup dumpling eating technique. So you put it in the spoon, you uh take a little nibble out of it to make a little hole in the in the skin, and then you suck out the soup and then you eat the dumpling. I was I was doing it wrong. Here it's fine, man. <laughs> um, but here, like you get seven or eight of those, and I think it's like what at least 10 bucks. Yeah. So just to give you an idea of the price. So you could put on weight for like just a fifth of the uh, effort in Taiwan and cost. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. And that and that definitely happened. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that definitely happened. Like I got back uh last week. I tried doing Orange Theory for the first time again this week, and man, I like I struggled. I was it, like an orange theory, and you know, you've you've done it with me, and you know how there's like yeah. the splat points, right? Um, and so usually, like in the past, I would for a sixty minute class, I'd probably do like 12, 15 splat points. I did orange theory earlier this week. I was at freaking thirty three splat points. 
And I was having a hard time like catching my breath. So that's that's what three weeks in Taiwan does well, to you. It's funny because I, you know, I went back to the Peloton after being off that thing for like a year. And so it always shows you like your PRs when you get on the different rides. If it's a 20 minute ride, 30 minute ride. Anyway, that number, I mean, I'm making progress, but that number, it's like, who the hell was riding my Peloton? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> dude, that those PRs are like double what I'm doing. I'm like, was I really in that good a shape like before? But no. well, how long how long did you take take off from Peloton? I know I know recently you've been kind of picking it back up. You've been like killing it, but how well, long has it been? I mean, it's a, a year. Ever since I set it up in the new room, I, I hadn't I'd been on it maybe once. Um, so yeah, like a year. I just hate bikes. I hate riding bikes. And um, I got the Peloton before COVID. I mean, shoot, when COVID launched and they were sold out. I probably could have sold that thing for 5k, <laughs> True. but, but uh, anyway, I, I used the heck out of it. Um, you know, when we were staying at home and stuff, but, um, it's just, it's a good way to do cardio, even though I don't like it, but, um, no, I do enjoy orange theory. And I mean, I've been consistent, just like you go to orange theory, I've been doing three to four rides a week. And then, um, also, you know, lifting, I got my gym set up too. So I've been starting to lift again. Um, I mean, it's, it's tough after the surgery and being down for a few months. Um, you know, I have three levels of like dumbbells on my you know rack there in the garage. Yeah. And I'm barely getting to the edge of the top rack. And I look at the weights down at the bottom. I'm like, who was this guy that used to lift those freaking <laughs> weights? <laughs> so, 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 so what motivated you to kind of get back into it? Uh, well, I mean, I guess to be completely honest, I mean, it's, it's great to fit in your clothes, you know, when you have a massive wardrobe and suits and everything else. I mean, geez. Uh, but no, I, I guess, honestly, the most important thing is health-wise. Like, yeah. you know, basically, um, it being overweight creates so many issues, uh, like with your blood, you know, your blood panels and stuff. And then, like for me, when I was heavy, I used to have sleep apnea. So being heavy creates breathing issues for sleeping. Um, which sleep deprivation causes you to put on more weight. Um, you know, it gives you anxiety or depression, stress. Like it's, it just, it's all bad. Um, the other thing too is for me, like I, I'm so used to having a morning routine and um, I know we're going to kind of get more into detail on that on one of our future podcasts, but, um, but yeah, just the energy it gives you in the morning. And then it just, yeah, it just, it launches, it just launches me for the day and it really helps get any like stress or tension or whatever just kind of just blast it out of you and then the other thing too is i have an accountability partner for the peloton you know me i'm so competitive i mean put anybody in anything with me and i'm like all of a sudden like i'll just kill myself like i don't even care like it's burning it hurts whatever like i'm not gonna lose you know so. yeah you know i uh i i did realize that because i remember when i took you to your first orange theory class um I, I remember I was on the treadmill with you. No, I was on the weight floor with you. And I remember like I was doing weights and I like I slowly had to build my way up. And I think we were I forget what exercise we were doing, but I feel like I was using like 35 pound weights or whatever. And then I look over at you and I'm like, dang, like this guy's going hard in his first workout. Dude, there's no way that you're as is. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way that you're lifting more than me. You might be a little bit taller, but. You're like half my weight. So it's like, there's no way this guy's going to live more than me. 
And then I, I remember I was also super impressed because we were on the treadmill. And then I was like, oh, like I when I first started Orange Theory, I I couldn't go past like six miles an hour on the treadmill. Like I was really out of shape. I think at one point I was like 200 and like 25, 230 pounds. That's insane. And I saw some pictures of you. I was like, holy moly. I was chubby. You're I was like a chubby. Cannonball at that weight, man. <laughs> I, I was. I, seriously, at that weight, I was a cannonball. And so, like, it just it took me forever to like you know slim down my body, uh, build up enough muscle, slim down, and like reach higher speeds. Right. Like so now I'm going like ten miles, eight eight miles an hour, all the way up to twelve miles an hour. But then I remember like we're on the treadmill. I'm looking over at you and like. Here you are blasting at like six, seven, eight miles an hour already. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> I think that at that point I realized how competitive you were. <laughs> well, I should probably put that damn safety leash on because uh, my wheels are not made to turn that fast again yet. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah I, w- I was a little worried for you. <laughs> I'm gonna be on one of those social media videos where someone eats shit on the treadmill. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> seriously. <laughs> well, we talked about getting more uh, followers and growing our following. I mean, that might do it. Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> At my expense. <laughs> uh, so, what's been? What else has been going on for you over the last like three weeks while I was out? Well, it's uh, you know it's interesting because um, I mean just the media and every a lot of people on the sidelines and stuff. Um, I mean, I've been. You know, now that I'm back to health, I've been back in the swing of things. I mean, the market's been market's good. I mean, there's there's a lot there's a lot of people that need help out there and buying and selling. And I've just been super engaged with that. And then, you know, as you know, we've been growing our organization too. I mean, there's been a lot of you know agents coming over and wanting to join and you know work with us. And so it's been fun to expand. And then, you know, a little bit of you know business travel, like the EXP rallies last week. Those were. <clears throat> pretty exciting and um looking forward to florida this week uh you know that'll be it'll be awesome it's funny because it, i woke up to just dumping rain this morning and it's so cold but the rain was so loud it woke me up earlier than i wake up which you know i wake up wow. early but uh i was looking at the weather and it's like 86 in miami <laughs> it's like 48 here in pouring rain I, like <clears throat> i was so like weird about packing last night i'm like what like what am i gonna wear there because you know like these other rallies and stuff last week it's cold you're like wearing like a sports coat and a dress shirt and you're all and now i'm like i'm not ready i'm not ready for this it's like summer weather already you know there and i don't know when our winter is gonna end yeah it's uh I, i don't know that either it was interesting i remember reading an article when i got back with all the storms that are going on this year like we're expected to have like we've had so much snow that like the resorts up over in Tahoe are, are expecting to be like open until like early June or something like that. Which is yeah. Crazy. And I saw some like May and June, like it was crazy. And then it's crazy too. Cause we're not even, it's not even the top record yet. Like even in rainfall, we haven't even hit the record in rainfall. We're only like 75% of the way there. That's crazy. It really is. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's, that's really cool to hear about, you know, like all these conferences and stuff that you've gone to, like how, like, how did you get plugged in on that? Well, I used to be, it's weird because I can't believe that it's been three years of like, since the whole COVID thing and the lockdown. And um, it's, it's hard to believe that three years have gone by of not living life as normal. So before this, like I used to be very, you know, social and connected and, you know, do business kind of everywhere. And, um, you know, recently, like, 
um, well, you know, with EXP, we had the one here in Oakland in the Bay Area. Um, you know, being an icon agent, you, you get points to go to that. And I mean, I wasn't going just, I didn't even know I was going to get points. I was going to be supportive. And I um, mean, I know other agents up there. So it's like, you know, part of it is I want to, because I joined this company during COVID, I never really got to know, you know, our management. I didn't really get to know like our leaders. Um, I mean, a couple of them I've met, <clears throat> but, um, you know, just even these other agent teams in the Bay Area and stuff, I want to get to know them. And then as far as down in LA, I mean, we have agents down there on our team and then also have lots of connections there. So I just, just getting back, getting back in it. Um, what's interesting is this trip to Florida this week. I mean, it's, it's basically um, my New York networking group, you know, one of the real estate attorneys that, you know, I really connect with um, and speak to frequently is going to be speaking at this event as well as other, you know, people. I know a couple of the other speakers and I mean, there's another guy who I've always wanted to meet in person and connect with. And so <clears throat> it just randomly is in Florida. And I mean, you know how much I hate Miami and Fort Lauderdale. You know, it's, you really had to twist my arm and put me on a plane. Oh, I know. But, I know, right? But no, I just, I guess it's hard because there's so many events everywhere all the time and time is so valuable and I really need to be, you know, careful with my time and where I spend my time. But um, I think it's important to just make time for your different, kind of like the different little corners of, of you know, your circle and, and just continue to build your network and... Um, it's not always just like money focused or business focused or anything like that. Just in general, I love people. I love working with people. I love to travel, um, love to connect. And um, I love helping everybody else be successful. So it's just, I, when I'm out there, you know, it's just, it's fun. It's fun talking to people, hanging out and being in different cool venues. And like, there's this great plan tomorrow where there's like, there's this event, like it's like a conference and there's like networking with the conference people. Then there's like this VIP dinner where there's like, you know, there's a little, you know, pre like one hour happy hour thing before the dinner. Then there's the dinner. Then there's this rooftop bar, like after party. Like it's like you're doing business, but then you have so many levels of socializing. And then you, you and I are foodies. So, you know, I'll be taking some pictures of whatever crazy stuff we have at that dinner tomorrow. Please do. I look forward to seeing it. <laughs> Well, and I think it, it, it brings up a re you bring up a really good point that like it's one thing that I think you and I both know, um, whether you're kind of talking about real estate or or any other business, like how important it is to like network and build these like personal relationships with clients, with other agents, because it's like you could be the smartest person in the world, but if you don't have those relationships, those networks, those people that trust you because you've taken the time to build a relationship with them, like it's, it's, you're not going to get as far if you don't have that, um, in your business. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, I'm a firm believer these days now, um, of, you know, like when you build these relationships and just have casual conversations with people, you're really planting a seed that, you know, maybe you don't even know where it's going to lead. They don't know where it's going to lead, but, I'm a firm believer that, you know, you, you help people, like you say, and down the road, it could lead to, you know, business for you, business directly with them or through their network and referral. Like last night I got invited to uh, the Warriors game. Um, we were at a suite there. It was center court. It was super sweet. Um, and I had a chance to talk with um, some different clients and this one guy, he's based down in San Diego 
And, you know, we were talking about, we're talking shop and then he was telling me he was a first time home buyer. And then, so we just naturally gravitated towards a conversation of, you know, he bought his place back in like the early 20, like early 2022. And he was like, did my agent like force me to overpay? Like he was, he was super worried about that. But then like, you know, we just casually talked. I shared with him about my experience. And I was like, Hey, you know, like that at that point last, last year, early last year, uh, that was kind of just what the market was. And I shared with him stories of, you know, our listings that we've had in Sunnyvale, where we had like 50 people on a weekend, people bidding like 600,000 over, over list price. Um, and, you know, just slowly, like I could tell, like I was establishing trust and just a relationship with him. And like, at the end, he's like, yeah, you know, like let's connect on LinkedIn. You know, when you come down to San Diego, let's chat more and meet more. It's like, I don't know if he's going to be a potential client in the future, but like, it was just super cool to to have these like conversations with people. No, it, well, yeah, and, and the thing is, is like for me, I'm a big networker, and um, you know, I like doing a lot of referral business and stuff, and I like to also, you know, but you make a little bit of money in referrals, but really just being able to connect clients and people you know with people you trust in other places. Like, I really want to. I'd love to have a network in all fifty states. Like, yeah. I I'm not. I'm working right now on kind of reorganizing since I've grown a lot the last couple of years with my network, I'm kind of working on reorganizing to have something that's easy to access for where I have agents. Cause some markets I do a little bit, a lot of business with, and I just know who my agents are. It's just easy. But, um, but heck, I mean, that'd be a goal. I'd love to have all 50 States covered. How awesome would that be? No, I mean, I, I think that would be great. And like, I, I, I'm with you there and I want to like take it even further, you know, like, you know, me, like my, my passion and my interest and what I see kind of out there is that like, I would love to like expand out to even like to expand out more for us, like globally too, you know, like I know yeah, yeah, we we're connecting with people in like Europe and Portugal. Right. And then for me, like my heart is always going to be in Asia and connecting with agents there. Well, Portugal, I mean, I, I just had a really good meeting, you know, last week and she's currently traveling, but um, looking to set up shop on the Island where we have our house where my dad's from. And, um, yeah, that's something I'm definitely interested in international as well. Um, I didn't mention that, but, uh, I do have interest there and I do obviously travel there every year, but, you know, right now, a lot of my travels have been more in the, in the U S and I was thinking about working on my referral network here because I just try not to do, well, <laughs> I try not to, but I always do too much at once, but <laughs> I've been trying to like, just do pieces right put the pieces together so but no i'm with you on expanding globally and i think that we need to definitely put attention and work into that as well yeah for sure um well i mean i think it's cool i i'm i'm super excited for you know your trip this week um looking forward to seeing all the foodie photos <laughs> i yeah i better also you know take advantage of going across the country and you know, build some, some more solid relationships. I'm, I am excited to meet a couple of people. I don't want to start name dropping, but you guys will know soon enough, <laughs> but uh, there's a couple of people that I've been definitely wanting to, to meet and connect with. So. Awesome. And well, we may uh, potentially have them on this podcast. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed listening to this first uh, catch up episode where we talk, you know, it's just fun to talk a little bit about you know, what's going on in our lives and uh, what what's new and hopefully give you a chance to uh, get to know both Shane and myself a little bit better. So 
Appreciate you guys for listening and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Top Producing Zone podcast. See you soon. Bye.